everybody, welcome to episode 245 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film and more. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Mr. Paul Robinson. You're very loud, sir. Mr. Paul Robinson. We have headphones and mics. Yeah. No need to scream. But how else are you going to read my Jesus enthusiasm? Jesus can hear you at this point. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. Jesus. Um. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> There's a meme that has that in there. So we both... Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Jesus You're thinking Christ. of that. You're thinking yeah. of the kid. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, kid, want to have a staring contest? <laughs> Love that kid. Anyway. Um. Yeah. No, we watched things and we're here to talk about it. Yeah. We did. We Forever. watched what we said we were going to watch. We did. And then last a, night. And another thing. No, we didn't watch it last night. I mean, we watched several things. Um. So, yeah, I guess that's unless unless something's happened. I don't know. I haven't seen anything in the news, but I haven't really been looking hard either. But nothing popped up. Right. To me. Tom Sizemore died. What? Yeah. When? I think yesterday or maybe the day before. I saw it as a, a headline in my Apple News feed. Yeah. Fucking time, Tom Sizemore died. Why was this not? How did? What did? I mean, I know he had issues with drugs and shit, so because yeah. he was kind of young. So, wow, mm-hmm. that is crazy. Crazy. So, it's gonna All be right. a lot less of him in uh, Tarantino's films or whoever. Yeah, he worked with him a couple times. Um, wow. I wonder what uh, I wonder what did it. It had to be something either chronic or his sudden. Health, so yeah, his health probably wasn't that great with all the drug abuse. Turns out drugs are bad. Okay. Wow. All right. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be like, "Oh, I'm the biggest Tom Sizemore fan," but he was just in a lot of shit when I was growing up. So he was hmm. like an actor that's like, "Oh crap, yeah." Yeah. Um. Well, that sucks. What a way to start the episode. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. Anyway, we can only go up from here. I guess so. Um, so I love how I'm like, has anything happened in the business? You're like, no. I mean, Tom Osmore died. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's that is something, sir. Yeah. The oh, I forgot about it until you said that was that. the he was the Heidi Fleisch one, right? Wasn't he the one that was with Heidi? Fleisch? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. That was it. I think it was him. Um, I feel like I confuse him with someone else and I can't think of who that other person is, but I'm pretty sure it was Tom Sizemore that was with her. Anywho, um, we talked last week. Uh, we we, um, we did sig- talk last week. Shut up. We had made a recommendation that came with a warning. Uh, trigger warning. Trigger warning. You know how everybody loves those. Um, no, they, yeah, I guess so, somebody would require a trigger warning for that for sure. But... Uh, we don't, we don't necessarily, we weren't necessarily it's given one. Trigger warning but free the, zone. The warning was, the warning was just that uh, to go in knowing that your investment was for naught because uh, the second season was not picked up. Right. <laughs> right. Fucking yay. Uh, so I, you know, se- several things that happened here on why I didn't really jump onto the show. The first one was when I immediately saw the title for Kindred, I thought it was the film Kindred, which we had had filmmaker on for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
so I was like, oh, was uh, I thought maybe they put the movie on because um, we had had uh, Joe Marcantonio on, who was the director for that. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, no, this looks different. The girl on it looks completely different from the girl that was on the poster. So did I was they like, recast is... it and remake it? Yeah, I was or... like, did they remake it? Like, why? Why would you? And then I realized that this is an adaptation from a book that I actually do remember from my time in the library. I do remember the book kind of going in and out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like one of those top, uh, kind of top tier books that everybody was reading. And so it was a mini series. It's on Hulu. And there wasn't very much, you know, like they, they're very selective in what they advertise. And somebody could say that this is racial or political. Yeah, I mean, you could say that about anything sure. really. It all depends. And it's, you can't prove it, even if it might seem obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, the marketing for it wasn't, very forward and right. probably because in part they they canceled the damn second season so they're like well i don't really push this much right because it doesn't even matter yeah um and so i kind of just went like eh. and i'm gonna be honest with you um you know i read the premise for it and i was just like do i really want to watch another movie about slavery another show about slavery like can we have like a black cast or black actors and like not have it be about constant fucking generational and historic tra- historical trauma i realize we still have massive amounts of prejudice and and, yeah, and, oh, yeah. and uh, societal issues in this country with race for sure but it's just like can we stop traumatizing this one race and yeah. like can we do something else so i was yeah. like oh i don't really want to you know i was like eh and I decided to kind of dive into it. I don't know why. I was just like, all right, let's just try an episode. And that's what's great about a series, right? It's like when you start a movie, uh, like it's kind of ironic, right? If you're watching a movie and in the first 15 minutes you're not taken in, you're like, oh, I don't like this movie. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a good movie. Do I sit through it or do I shut it off? Right? And if it turns out not being a good movie, you're like, I just wasted an hour and a half of my life. But we somehow justify wasting an hour of our life for the first episode of the series and being like, oh, it's not that bad. If we don't like the first episode, then we don't continue. It's like, well, that was still like an hour of your time. It's kind of funny. Well, it's Um, the same way that, you know, you can watch a three hour movie and you're like three hour movie. That's I'm not going to sit and watch that, but I'll watch five or six episodes of a show. No problem. That you don't really know anything about. even. So, yeah. So we we watched the first episode and. I didn't, I read a little bit about what was going on and, but like with trailers and stuff, I didn't want to watch anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad I didn't because I didn't know that it was going down like a sci-fi route. So when it did, we were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it was such an interesting show. Uh, you know, just despite the, um, the cliche of, you know, just kind of going down the slavery route i mean it was a book so i can kind of like forgive that because it's like well that was the book you know mm-hmm. so duh. um but it was done so cleverly yeah which i guess kudos to the writer i guess of the mm-hmm. of the of the, the you know yeah i don't know how much book, input the the author had i don't know i don't know so um th- this was really <laughs> it was a really interesting show and i i have to say I'm glad I didn't know that it had gotten dropped because I wouldn't have started it. Yeah, but also true. at the same time, I hate that I got invested in this show only to find out after because we didn't know. We started watching it and then I was like, oh, this is this is actually really interesting. And then once we started hitting towards the last episode, I was like, there's no way this shit is wrapping up. 
And yeah. I was like, oh, you know, Aces, season two. And then, you know, like a dork, I went up and it was like, one season two? And they're like, hi, this has been dropped on Hulu. And I was like, yep. you, I mean, the cliffhanger of it all one of the fucking cliffhangers. cliffhangers. You're like, whoa. It left us on one of the worst cliffhangers, like the best worst cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. I'm so mad that I don't know. Like, I'm almost, and the thing I almost is, want to read the book, well, that, but well, I don't know if it's going to explain it. Well, here's the thing. I went down that rabbit hole oh. and I was like, all right, well, let me just see if there's big differences in the book. In the sh- I didn't want to know the the outcome, but I just wanted to know if there was big differences in the book and the show. And it turns out there are. Um, you know, first of all, the book was written in like 79 or something like that or 89. What is, something nine. Mm. <laughs> that <laughs> something is nine. wildly I helpful, I want to say 79, sir. but I'm not sure. There was a nine um, in it? Yeah. And there's like the... I don't want to spoil it for you either, but point is, is that I think the differences are too broad in order that, I mean, maybe, I don't know if this cliffhanger exists in the books. I didn't go, I didn't want to go down does that far. Does his character exist in the I book? don't know. Oh, yes, see. it does, oh, but, but, but it's not different. In the way. Okay. It's different. Their relationship is different. Okay, so before we forget, so. Oh. So I don't know if that, like I said, I don't know. I don't know. But, but having read the differences, I became even a bigger fan of the show because I was like, wow, that was really smart, the changes that they made and why they mm. made them. Yeah. So this is starring a fairly unknown actor, which was another thing that I was like, kudos for doing that, right? Because usually it's like, and I understand this is a more independent show, but a lot of times they're like, oh, let's just get at least one really famous face, right? So that we can market the shit out of this with that celebrity. Yeah. Um, so it's starring um, Mallory Johnson, who I'd not heard of before, and she hasn't even really been in very much. So she did. Yeah. It's very hard to carry a show like that yeah. with, with little experience. So I give her a lot of credit. Uh, Micah Stock, Ryan Quanton, Gail Rankin, Austin Smith, David Alexander, Sophia Brown. There's a bunch of a bunch of actors in here. Um, some some familiar, slightly familiar faces, uh, but mostly a cast that I wasn't familiar with, and I loved that. Yeah. Yeah. I love, you know, it's it's such a testament to like, if something's written well, you don't need celebrities. There was no, I wasn't distracted by a celebrity. Mm. It was just good acting. Yeah. Um, I will say on a production level, it was a little mech sometimes. The lighting was kind that of was, weird that was for me. The thing for me is when we first started watching it, I was like, oh, this production quality is low. Yeah, but that's um, also kind of cool because it was right. just like, okay, this was... Re- but but it goes to show like how, for me anyway, because I really loved the show, how how important a good story is yes. and, and good performances and, um, uh, and that sort of stuff. And you can even forgive like not the best equipment or maybe the lighting isn't perfect every single shot. Um, but the story is gripping and the characters are great and the, you know. Yeah, there was like some, you know, it was mostly with outside scenes. I found like there were kind of a a lot of scenes that would be blown out or, um, you know, there was like a a overcast in one shot and then not in another or, you know, there there was like those inconsistencies. But again, when you know, like, okay, this is this is a lower budgeted shoot. It's like, all right, that shit's going to happen. I get it. It's when those things are really avoidable. And also like when it's going over the time of a series, you're like, okay, that's going to happen. But when your short is 10 minutes and 80 percent of it is lit poorly that's unforgivable because you're 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 gonna throw the audience off it does happen here and there a scene Mm -hmm. or two like we get it um but i was so invested 
in the story <laughs> that I was like, whatever. I noticed it, and then I, I just, yeah. I moved on because I just want to know what was going on. Yeah, that, those. It, it's kind of funny because in my head, I feel like, oh, the production quality got better as the sh as the show went on, and it's like I don't know if it did actually or if it was that thing that happens when you watch something like that, you know? Yeah. Where your your mind just accepts what what it's seeing as as what it is and then and then you move on yeah um but yeah so, it was it was uh it was really good if, if we can just go and get into some let's go into some of the the logistics on this um kevin really needs to rethink his life choices i mean look we've just met okay yeah we've just met and uh, like, I, I, I'm all for your cause and I get that you have like this thing that you have to figure out, but I'm not going to be anywhere fucking near you when you start teleporting. <laughs> like, I and I am sure as hell, not even as a white dude hanging out in like fucking antebellum or whatever the hell they were, yeah. like for God knows how long. And now look how this ended. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So like. I appreciate it, and obviously he had to do it for the story to continue, but I was like, who the hell would do this? I mean, you have to be really fucking charming <laughs> for me to go back into the Deep South during fucking yeah. slavery and, then and just, like, that, chill there. Right, and then knowing that if you do get stuck, even if she's able to, like, turn around, years. Work, it's going to be years, because time, the way time, I thought that was really kind of interesting. So cool. Um, uh, I don't know what it would be the characteristic of the of the of the time travel kind of mechanism was that the way time worked I thought that was really kind of interesting and added a lot of stakes to it because now yeah if you do get stuck there even if you turn around and come back 10 minutes later that's probably a year of your life that you're stuck right. there so it's like really fascinating and it was them. more it was like three years like an hour would be like three plus years yeah. you know because every minute was just it took forever and yeah. um yeah it was <laughs> It's one of those things that you're just like, you're thinking in that time, right? And everybody, everybody says like, oh, if I was alive at that time, I could never. And it's like, no, you probably would because you would be raised right. to believe that this was normal, right? Now right. we're talking about going back in time. Now, if I go back in time, I probably would have been killed because I would have been trying to take everybody back with me and I would have been yeah. sass mouthing and I would have been like, oh, no, no, there's just no way. Like you're starving people now. I would have been sneaking people food yeah. and shit and I would have been killed. Yeah. Um, but if you were born into this, it's very likely that you would have gone along with it and found nothing wrong with it because that is just how you're raised. Uh, <clears throat> religion, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. You don't question things. You're just like, oh, that's fact. Let's do that. Um, so I do. I, I also one of my gripes with Kevin mm -hmm. was that like, like we know Kevin's like a good person in the show. His character is mm -hmm. supposed to be a good person. So I don't know why he he wouldn't have played along a little bit more. Like he doesn't have to hit people or right. or be actually racist or whip people or any of that sort of stuff. But there is this element that you, you he's a smart guy so there's this element of this fish out of water element where you're like oh my god these things that are happening to people are horrible yes they are but if you don't if you genuinely want to help them then you have to kind of play along yeah more horrible things will happen yeah so yeah. I, I i really wish that he would have i was waiting he for her that. to be like uh can can you amp it up yeah <laughs> we're not friends like we're not supposed to be friends yeah um yeah he did kind of you know, like when when there was a scene that made me think of it when he was supposed to slap her because she did something. Right. And it's like, well, then you just give her the wrestling slap, right? You hit your arm while you slap her across <laughs> they, the they face. They haven't seen WWE. Pretend. They don't know yeah. what's going on here. Um. So, you know, something like that can be worked out. I would have worked out that dynamic 
you know, um, especially because they had time alone together they to had be time like, to all right, what, what are our, what are our limitations here? And also, like, no disrespect, but you sucked me into here. I'm slapping the shit out of you if I need to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm not even going to ask you if it's okay. I didn't. You didn't ask me to if I wanted to come here, right? And here I am. Yeah. So if I have to play a part and I got to slap the shit out of you, you get slapped, and that's just that. That's just it because. Too many horrible fucking things can happen here if we get caught. I mean, you know, when you start going through the logistics of things, you're like, why did did realistically they probably would have thought they were devils? That's what I didn't understand. That yeah. was the one thing about it that I was like, okay, at this time with all the superstition and you don't even have to be superstitious. If people start appearing and re reappearing and disappearing, right, and they're wearing clothing that you have never seen before, um, you'd think yeah. like, nah, what's going on here? You know what yeah. I mean? And so, it was really kind of... But I get it. Like, yeah. they had to, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, it was part of it. That's I didn't... why... I, that, so I'm more interested in the book because I want to know... Because the relationship between Kevin and the... And the... 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 the, the Mallory? estate owner. Oh. That uh, guy. Thomas? Yeah. He was, like, welcoming in, letting him stay there, eat there, all this sort of stuff. And it's like... um Yeah. I found that really suspect. I was like, why is, you know, this guy... And then he just, like, one day he questions him then he's like... If I see you again, I'll kill you. Right. Like, that was that. It's like, this guy is like, I mean, I don't, he doesn't seem like a, a, a particularly hospitable person. Right. Um, I don't know. I think he and, and might he have been to... welcoming because he, he seemed to loathe his wife and child so yeah, much he the that he kind of liked the distraction and having like another male energy around or some shit. I, I If I had to offer an excuse, yeah. I'd say maybe that was why. Um, and then when he kind of realized he wasn't going to play mm -hmm. along with him, he, you know, turned on him. Um, but Which, again, Kevin, play along. Yeah, play along. Seriously. I just, you know, but but all that, I mean, those are like little nitpicks because the show's, show's really, really good. Um, and I would recommend watching it, but just know that there's a wicked cliffhanger. Oh, and God. And I it, am... It's never going to be resolved. I am probably, so ass another... hurt by that. I hope. I mean, the budget can't be huge. Up. you know, like someone pick up this fucking show. Can we do like they did with Veronica Mars? Like, we need enough people to watch this show so that we can get a petition going and everybody can sign for it. at least. Can we wrap it up? Yeah, <laughs> you give us give us a movie, something. You know, even if it's like. Like make enough crap four movies. episodes. Yeah, like yeah. give me just four episodes. Wrap this shit up because what ha what is happening? Like he, he can't just be stuck there. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty nuts. Like it was just but really well performed. Um, it was just very good. It was just a very good show. That my biggest issue with it is that it got canceled, and so now I'm like, I'm never gonna yeah. know what happens here. So uh, 100% recommend it. Was, it's probably going to be one of my favorite things this year. I thought it, it like I was invested. Yeah. I was never bored. Every episode, it was like, Jesus Christ. And that's when I started getting anxious because I was like, wait a minute. We're nearing the end. We got a lot to wrap up. We here. got a yeah. lot to wrap up. I was like, oh, it's going to be another season. I was bummed by that. And then I found out, oh, guess what? Yeah. Nothing. Rejection. Yeah. Um. So, again, do watch it. Just know that... Uh, it, it's it's gonna piss you off. Um, actually, we gave a whole bunch away there at the end, so yeah. that's what happens. We're reviewing things, yeah. um, but you know, there's a lot of people that don't seem to care about that. That's so weird. I've encountered yeah. people that are, they're like, I'm like, oh, I don't want to ruin for you. They're like, no, that's okay. I'll probably still watch it. Like, but I'm so you want me to tell you what happens, yeah. and then you're gonna sit down and invest time to watch something when you already know. Like, is that 
Is that a, like a different form of anxiety? No, I, think I wonder. It's a, like, I don't know. I think it's. I think it's a generational thing, right? Because I feel like a lot of young people do that. I'm sure there's older people that do it as well, but I feel like a lot of young people don't care if they know how something turns out or what happens in a thing, but they'll still watch it. Oh, I can't. I can't. If you ruin yeah, something, yeah. Like for, for me, me, the like... best the best experiences for me watching anything is when I go in not knowing anything. Like I didn't know anything going into the show, and like at all, and uh, I think it it made my experience so much better. Yeah. It was it was really clever. It was a really good show, and I loved like the kind of the the time jumping from the first episode where you're like, as we were getting to the end, I'm like, wait, we still haven't gotten back to the tub scene. Like, what? How did? Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Um, what is the connection with this? Yeah, so. yeah. Excellent, excellent show. I I really I I so hope that they find a way to get another network to pick this up. Yeah. And Hulu, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They like, spend you have 9,000 dating shows and yeah. stupid shit that Everything you... has dating Come shows Come on. Like, what is like, with all the goddamn dating shows? Give us a shows? freaking second season. <laughs> like, we're just asking for you to give us some closure. I need closure. Yeah, it could be the last season. That's fine. Um, I We might as well just jump straight into the next Netflix show. Another thing that I just... Um, like... I, I saw this show and I like I saw the cast and I went like it's interesting but I don't know if like I don't know I just kind of like I shelved it you know I was like eh, another time uh, it's a show called Fleischman is in trouble um, it I think stars that was Hulu wasn't it I just oh, said no, Hulu Prime. no it's Hulu buddy oh, I thought you said Netflix. I said Netflix. Yeah, Sorry, said Netflix. no. I meant that's why I said going right back into it because it's the same, yeah, uh, the same things. Another Hulu show. Uh, this is a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, but still, like, give us a second season. Um, and I think one of the main reasons why I was kind of like, sort of sitting back with this show is I'm going to be honest. I'm not a big Jesse Eisenberg fan. Well, that's um, well, so this I one I don't like, think is really set up for a second season. But no, 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 um, no. I'm saying like yeah, that's yeah. the second season of the other show. Like you do make good shows, right? Yeah. And then they make garbage. So it's like why, like why spend the money? Yeah. On it? Anyway, I, Jesse Eisenberg. I kind of agree, but I am a, a probably a bigger fan. Although I'm not a huge fan, but I do feel like in I'm not a his, fan. I just tolerate him. I in guess. the niche of what he does, he's good at it. But he has a very sure. narrow niche. Incredibly. Um, but, he which we'll, basically I'll get into plays why. himself. And we've seen him live as well on, yeah. on stage. So it's not just like from film. Um, so uh, Claire Danes, Lizzie Kaplan, who I'm a huge fan of ever since Masters of Sex. I've always like kind of, you know, liked her. Mm-hmm. And um, Adam Brody. Um, so uh, there, there's a bunch of other people in this too. Uh, and all the kids and everything. I like Claire Danes, but again, like I don't like rush to see things with mm-hmm. Claire Danes. It's like, okay, uh, Lizzie Kaplan is probably like the main reason. If she wasn't in this, I probably would not have watched it or mm-hmm. saved it. Um, and I think she was a she was a massive part of why I liked the show, mm-hmm. honestly. So mm-hmm. uh, I was correct to make s- yeah. such an assumption. Um, Jesse Eisenberg for me is like, first of all, he has such a distinctive voice. Yeah. He has such a distinct, like, addiction and a, just a, a sort of uh, kind of the, the way he raises his words in a way. He's got that, like, quintessential neurotic Woody Allen way of talking that it's, like, very fast, very yeah. uh, very anxious, very high-strung like, kind of like personality. I believe he is, as an actor, I believe, I believe he 
is experiencing the emotions that the character calls for. The problem is, is that it's always filtered through Jesse Eisenberg and, and mm-hmm. he's not able to kind of really step outside of his natural mannerisms and, and speaking patterns and whatever. And, be, and because they're so specific. Well, yes and no. So he does that, that fast paced thing that he does. I don't know if those are his nerves or like how, how he transfers into actor mode. And that's like something he brought with him, like a tick. Hmm. And that's become part of the characters because I've seen him in interviews. He is a bit more subdued and what, and we met him in person mm-hmm. and he could not have been any less interested in interacting with anybody after yeah. that play. We took a picture with him, it literally looked like we were fucking hostages, all three of us. He wanted out of that. Yeah. Um, he didn't and say I don't a blame word. Him for that. Yeah. He's, he's not a very friendly, outgoing person. He wasn't a dick because he could have mm-hmm. been like, fuck you, I'm not taking a picture. Like he gave us the picture, but mm-hmm. he begrudgingly and just wanted out. He had his bike with him. It was like, I want out of yeah. here. So, well, yeah. I mean, just to, to, to be clear, it was um, after we watched a play with him and, and Kunal, Kunal Nanjiani. Kunal? Kunal Nanjiani, right? Did I say that right? <laughs> Nair. Nair. You're thinking of another <sighs> Asian actor. Now I'm racist. Racist. God damn it. Uh, yeah, I always get their names confused, those two. Always. Well, they're always both K two. and N, right? I think so. Anyway, but it was after the fact. It was after the thing, and they usually come out and greet. And he did that. He came out and took pictures with people and was talking. So it wasn't like... He was going somewhere and we you were could, accosting him. It yeah, was yeah. Like, no, he did that, but you could all. tell like at the uh the suggestion. Here. Yeah. Why do I just think Nanjiani? At this at the uh at the suggestion of like his representation or manager or something was like, look, you don't have to stay long, but you're gonna have to go out there yeah, yeah. and give them at least thirty seconds, take five pictures, and then you can leave. Uh Kunal was like couldn't have been great. any fucking happier like to introducing meet himself like yeah. yeah we know who you are <laughs> he was like hi i'm kunal we're like yeah we get it that's why we're here yeah. um he was so sweet and you know like i said he wasn't a dick but you can tell he's a very introverted person and he doesn't like being around strangers and i can totally understand that i'm an introverted extrovert like either yeah i'm an introverted extrovert so i'm not quite as extreme as him but i get I get that. Like when people go, come over, we're having this, you know, a thing and I'm not going to know anybody there. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want to get to know people. Yeah. Um, and then when I'm forced into those situations, I'm usually like, oh, this person was cool. But for some reason, like going in, I'm kicking yeah. and screaming. Yeah. Um, meeting people are like documentaries to you. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> meeting strangers is like your documentaries. It's yeah. just like, I don't want to do this. Um, anyhow. So, uh, yeah, it's just like Jesse Eisenberg has this, you know, constant like neurotic way of talking and, and it, it works for that character. But um, he toned it down a bit for the play because he kind of played like a, a yeah, douche. Yeah, but he was still very, he still had a lot of Yeah, he still had nervous it, energy. but he brought it down a bit. Um, this was like, you know, typical Jesse Eisenberg, like it's just mm-hmm. Eisenberg and out, you know. Yeah. Um, Lizzie Kaplan for me was... Uh, one of my favorite characters, and I have to say, Claire Danes did really well as well. Yeah, as well, that's what I was gonna say. My like, the they character kind of neck and neck for me. The character that, like, I feel like the character that um, Lizzie Kaplan played was my favorite character. Yes, and I feel like she embodied that character. She did this thing that I love that actors do, but I feel like Claire Danes' role was probably a little more demanding. 
And she was able Claire to... Claire Danes gave the best performance. Yeah, she was able to kind of hit these places and go to these spaces that were like... That girl is not crazy. afraid to make the ugliest cry face you yeah, have ever or, seen. Or scream face Noises or coming out of her. It sounded like a tribal war when that yeah. girl cried. I just... I've never heard anything like that before. Yeah, she's um, good. Um, but Lizzie Kaplan, her character, like, was so, f like, just kind of laid back and just like a person next door. And I always feel like those are such hard characters to play because it looks like you're not acting at all, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I don't know. I just, I love when actors are able to do that and also be emotional and, and acting and all that sort of stuff. But there's just this, this kind of, I don't know how to describe it, but it, this, this is kind of like free, laid back, kind of like effortless quality that she had to to this character. And it was just, it was my favorite. Um, it was my favorite character. She was my favorite person, like character, like of the characters, she was the person that I feel like I would have gotten along with the most yes. as well. Yeah. So that probably aided She that, for sure she was, was the most relatable character. Mm-hmm. Um, this was also based on a novel. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know how close they got with all of that or what the details. I'm sure there was way more details in the book. Yeah. Um, this show did two things that I really enjoyed. One was that in in, it, in one of the scenes in particular, people were actually fucking eating. Yeah. And when everybody says to me like, nah, you don't understand, right? It's you know, it's because when people get full. You gotta like, don't eat. This is Hollywood. You're probably used to that shit, especially for the women. All right. Going hungry. I mean, we're not doing this scene for five hours. It's a quick scene, right? We got to get everybody's angles, bing, bang, boom. We get a wide shot and uh, okay. Mm -hmm. Like if in between those takes, the camera's not on you, you're going to spit that out, fine. But put the food in your mouth and chew it. Yeah. There, it pushing added- Pushing it around on the plate. Yeah, versus pushing it around on the plate. It's at you, so obnoxious. Theory. It's so obnoxious <laughs> to me. And- it made that scene, the scene of them in the diner together, it made it that much more relatable because yeah. they're actually eating and, you know. You, who it's doesn't like, want a grilled cheese? I mean, come on. Who doesn't want a grilled cheese? Um, and I don't mind a tuna fish sandwich. You wouldn't eat it, but no. I would. Um, and so it was just like, you know, seeing people actually eat their food and it, you believed it. Mm -hmm. You believed it. You believed that these people are actually sitting here, they're conversing, they're having, you know, they're having their lunch as opposed to just pushing their food around, waiting to kind of deliver their lines, which is what yeah. that usually feels like to me. Um, so I really appreciated that. Right. Secondly, what I really loved about this and what I loved the most about it was that it totally fucking tricked me. I completely yeah. took the bait. And I am not ashamed to admit that. I completely took the bait on the one-sided narrative, right? Yeah. And 75% of this show was from the perspective of Jesse Eisenberg's character. And mm -hmm. we are going through the entire show basically, for the most part, siding with Toby because we're like, yeah, yeah. we see it. Look what's happening. He's mm -hmm. got the kids. She dropped, like, who does that? Who drops the kids off and all, you know, without yeah. saying anything in the middle of the night? And she's got her phone off. And look, that she he's, he's pinged her next to where... Uh, this asshole is and mm -hmm. look what's happening. So clearly there was an affair going on and yeah. all this stuff. And then Kaplan's character comes in to just sort of like solidify this theory and, you know, and you ran with it. And then in the end, they went, hi, remember how there's two sides to every, to every I mean, story? And then the... there's the truth, right? Yeah. So there's everybody's perspective and then there's what's actually going on that you'd have to be able yeah. to humble yourself, humble yourself for a moment to go like, oh, wait a minute. Is this the best 
situation to be in uh, and to put your children in? No. But is parenting while manic smarter? No. Right. So um, it it was interesting. It was really interesting to me. That's the ultimate theme of the show, right? Because you have that actually happening. But then you also have that Christian Slater's character who wrote the book from the oh, one perspective. I totally perspective. forgot he was in this for a second. I was like, what are you talking yeah, you got, about? He, he wrote a character about, he wrote a book about a divorce from one perspective, right. which is like, you know, hit me over the head with the uh, right. with the theme there. But um, but I thought it was super smart. I thought the dialogue was, it was well-written. The characters were really well fleshed out. And, and I know sometimes that can be hard going from, a novel or a book to a movie or show obviously a show you have a little bit more latitude because you have more time mm-hmm. to tell that sort of thing but yeah i think being you know the whole like you know the two sides to every story kind of thing was was so genius and it did, did a thing get that that was what was so brilliant about it was that at no point was like or was i thinking well, like well okay i will say one thing however i will say one thing from the beginning i was like why hasn't he contacted the police I did say that at first. I was yeah. like, okay, if you're, I'm calling, I'm calling, you're not answering. Like, these are your children. What the hell's going on? I would have probably called the police and been like, something's going on. So I found it a little bit weird that her family wasn't contacted or, yeah. Um, wait, was she, did she have family? I don't remember. We, we met his, but I don't remember about hers. No, no. Wasn't she orphaned? Yeah, her grandmother raised uh, yeah, her. Yeah, her grandmother raised her. grandmother her. raised her. Okay, that's right. Okay, so maybe the grandmother's not alive. So, okay, so she wouldn't have family. But, you know, it's like, why why did I not question? I mean, I did question it. But why did I forgive that he just, he allowed his feelings well, to be more important than yeah. the potential danger? And then we find out she was in danger. Mm-hmm. Right. That had he been had he put his ego aside for a second and actually walked into the apartment when he did go to the door and then was like, well, fuck this, because my ego's yeah. my, my ego's been hurt and it's and, and, and it's been put in jeopardy. So I'm going to yeah. I'm going to walk away from you. Meanwhile, on the other side of that door, she was literally in a ma- having a manic at losing her fucking mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like, hello. Yeah. Um, And then also the whole like. I really loved that 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 uh, with the Christian Slater character that 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 perspective was one sided because not for nothing. How many times does this happen to women? How many yeah. women the you know, they, there is a divorce and they're left having to take care of the kids most of the times and the fathers just move on with their life. And oh, I'll see you here. I'll see you there. But they're not mm-hmm. actually not all fathers. We understand that, obviously. But, you know, this happens a lot to women and we kind of don't. We don't question that. We're like, well, yeah, you're a mom. But yeah, for right. him, it's like, oh, this poor father. Meanwhile, it's like he's a fucking doctor. Like he has money to get a yeah. like babysitter. He had the babysitter and stuff like that, right? Like yeah. I felt like a lot of the stresses were self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He the the um he there's certainly no good guy or bad guy or good person or bad person in this. You know, they're they both made mistakes and they both you know i think a lot of people can side with him more because you do spend more time with him and i think the show yeah i I do think the show expects a lot from somebody watching it which is fine but you know we only see claire dane's character being rude and upset and mean so because it was his perspective it was his perspective right and so I think that when when 
the show I don't want to say it's disingenuous but it it was it's it's setting that up and and it's making that point but at no point at no time was it like did it show you even a glimpse of the fact that she may be suffering so well, at the end yeah, yeah at the end but I'm just saying before that so there, it's it's not like but I think that was intentional. I think that's what yeah. was smart about it was that which obviously which one of these characters I mean also it's the book so they have to follow the book. But so mm-hmm. let's just let's just reference the, the the novel then, right? That that it was smart to follow that character mm-hmm. because it, it it tricks you. Right? You would I would like to think in my day to day that I would have questioned the other side more and and been more more uh compassionate. But I found myself because we were living with Jesse Eisenberg's character and we were there with Toby all the time mm-hmm. that and, and it's like, oh, well, he's a, he's a doctor. So he's, you know, he's this moral compass and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. So you find yourself um, siding with him and never really thinking, like, how did we get to this point? Even, you know, I, the one the one time that I that uh, I mean, there were a couple of times, but the one main time for me was during her birth, you know, when her i think they pulled the mucus plug or something like i think that's what what had happened and induced uh, broke broke her water water. yeah that's what it was um i i like in that moment yeah i was like i was like hold on (laughs) and as a doctor you know you can know if someone did or did not do that right like how do you not have this person and then but that's the thing that's what's so brilliant right is that you start to go back into those scenes and you start to go like he had so much compassion for his patients but not for his wife as a patient yeah. to someone else, right? That he as a doctor should be able to go like, wait, what just happened? Yeah. You know, and, and be compassionate with her. I think it was pretty obvious, um, you know, from when they had shown her not wanting to engage with the baby. I was like, well, she clearly has postpartum. But then they they skipped over that and kind of just went straight into the business aspect when she went yeah. back to work. So they were very clever at making it seem like she just had this disconnect with her child versus the fact that she had postpartum and that there was this very large portion of time where she was stuck with this kid and yeah. feeling the way she was. And, 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 and then there's also, a lot more going on than yeah, there was that. a lot more going on because she was dealing with the depression of what she had experienced medically for that birth. Here's what I didn't understand why the hell they had a second child. And I kept saying this through the episode. Yeah. Why after that first experience, would you ever have a second? And then at one point she had even said to her friends that she wanted a third, but Toby said they didn't have the time or money or something like that. She, yeah, Toby and I'm had like, said that she worked. She, why? Yeah, because yeah, she worked too much. I'm just like, there's no... That I found kind of weird. I couldn't imagine her character wanting to have more children. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like it seemed out of character for her, yeah. but whatever. Yeah. Um, I thought, yeah, like I think, you know... We don't question this with men in a relationship when they sort of put their families in the backseat yeah. and they put their well, careers happens. ahead. But yep. we, but when a woman does yep. it, it's like, what are you doing? This yeah, is your happens, family. It happens it's everywhere, like, even yeah. like in jobs and stuff. When you, if you hire somebody, you're like, oh, they're a new mother. It's like, well, I don't know if I want to hire them because they're going to be so busy with the kid. But if they're a new father, no problem. Yeah. You because know. you already know that most in in most of those cases, of course, not all, but in most of those cases, the 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 brunt of that responsibility is going to fall on the mother. Yeah. Um, and so that was interesting. You know, it was interesting that they both had they both wanted to to further their careers, and it was it was a constant tug of war over who got to be home. Yeah. More. Um. 
you know, clearly he was, he loved his kids and he wanted to be a good parent. So I didn't at all think that he was a terrible person. I just thought it was so interesting how, you know, everything seemed to be very one-sided. And um, I thought he was so mean to Lizzie Kaplan's character too. I'm like, why are you friends with this guy? Because he was really disrespectful to her. And 90% of their interactions were about his problems, like she had said. (laughs) I honestly think that goes into the thing that I hated the most about the show, and that's Jesse Eisenberg. And not that I hate him or I think he's a bad actor. I just think that this this role was much too nuanced for him, you know, because I think there's a way to play – you being frustrated with Lizzie Kaplan without seeing mean like you hate her, but I feel like his playing the way he played it was like just completely. He came off like a pissant. Yeah, and but I feel like a stronger actor could have possibly played that part, played possibly, those, played yes. those things he, a little bit. He has better. he he's there's no gray area with him. He's black or yeah. white. He's either on or off, and he doesn't have the ability to kind of go into the That's gray. What I'm saying like that was the biggest issue with the yeah. show for me was. Was I feel like if you put somebody put a strong actor in that role that can play those subtle nuances that it would have this show probably would have been one of my favorite of the year. I mean it's it's a it's a top show for sure, but I feel like it really would have brought it over if if that 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 character if Toby had been played by mm. uh, a stronger actor. But I don't want it to sound like I'm throwing shade at Jesse Eisenberg because he does his thing well. So uh, well, I just don't me... think I just don't think it was cast well that part. Let me ask you this. Did you dislike him as much as you dislike Josh Radner? Because let's get into that fucking character. Um, I don't know how I felt about Josh Radner's character. Because, again, it was the thing of like... It was one-sided. Yeah. And I kind of wish se- that there had I, been I felt a, like, a season two to go into those, yeah. those two perspectives. I felt like a lot of his anger and hostility was uh, justified. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I loved Lizzie Kaplan's character, and I and I and I felt like, but did he have and to I be felt such like, a twat about? And I felt like, <laughs> like what was... she was doing was was justified. But yeah. I do feel like that she did put other things in front of her relationship, and she, yes. there's reasons for it. You know, the yes. show goes into those reasons, and um, I think their biggest problem is that she doesn't communicate with him what's going on. He doesn't, or he's, or he doesn't care to ask or whatever the communication issue is i'm not i don't want to put it all on her i'm just saying that yeah there's a lack of communication there i think it was um, on both because ends. i feel like they're both but they, he was never pleasant that was my that was my problem no, but i don't they feel never like they showed were, him right because i don't you never saw their dynamic outside of a a, a situation in which there would be that drama. You right. know what I mean? They it was, never it was them nonstop just doing animosity whatever. between the two of them. And that yeah. was probably the one thing that I disliked the most was the way the character his character was written in and that they didn't give us any glimpses of like their Why relationship. Yeah. Like if you had shown me at least even one flashback of when they were together and seemed to genuinely like one another's company, I'd be like, okay, I could see how we kind of got to this point because yeah. life happens and all that stuff. And yeah, people they did that change. with Toby and, and right, they did yeah. that. They did that with with uh, um, Claire Dane's character and Toby with and Toby and uh, Jesus Christ, uh, Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. Um, and so then you were able to kind of go like, okay, there was a genuine love. She wasn't always like this high strung stuck up bitch, you know, she obviously was nice at, at one point. So something must have gone on in the relationship. Um, but with him, they just seemed so at odds with one another. Yeah. Uh, but then also, you know, she is like also you 
don't come home for two days? Yeah. And you don't call, like, nothing? You're just going to leave a message like, yep, going to be longer. <laughs> and so there, there was that too, right, where she sort of stopped to take in what was going on with Rachel. Uh, luckily, she did, right, because someone needed to step in. But she didn't Girls seem to do that. meltdowns on this show. Yeah, but she didn't seem to do that for her own husband right right? you know to take the time to sit back and go like wait a minute what's going on with you but then you know this is a really this was a really interesting show for me because you and i upon dating uh were like i don't want kids you were like i don't want kids i said i don't want kids and i was like perfect uh being what was i 27 i think when we met uh, you know, I was ready at a point in my life where I was just like, I don't want to have kids. I know I don't want to do this. And I don't want to waste my time with somebody. I think way too many people don't do this, right? They they feel like, oh, feel- let's have this really important conversation after we get married. Yeah. No. <laughs> if there's a chance that you want kids and I don't, then we need to have this discussion before we get yeah. married. Um, and so, like... Like, people do change their mind, but usually exactly. when it comes to kids and stuff, it's... it's You can change your mind, and I understand that, but, like, this show was such a shining example of me of the type of parent I think I would have been, right, if I had gone for the whole, like, oh, you're going to get married, and then you have kids, and that's what, just Lizzie what Kaplan's you do. Yeah, yeah, I would have been so unhappy. Yeah. Because I'm, I, I like that solo time. I've, I, I thrive on it, you mm-hmm. know. And sometimes I just like no, like <laughs> there would have been too many moments in my life. And I, I did, you know, help you raise your child. And and so it was like that was a very big decision to make. And so that's how I knew I didn't want to do it for myself. It's different when it's somebody else's kid. Even though I was very much parenting, it, like. Yeah. Once, once you know, once that kid starts reaching teenage years, you're like, oh, you start. I'm free. So now, when the question came in, like, oh, do you want to start all over again this time with a baby? I was like, hell no! <laughs> like, I never want to do that. And that was the thing. It's like you see this a lot. I think that it's a it's a topic that it kind of gets uh, people hiss at. You know, when a parent says, "I love my kids, but if I had the chance to do it over again, I wouldn't." Yeah. I think it's a really honest. You know, because your life completely changes and mm-hmm. you never get to be that version of you again. Yeah. Um, and so she was dealing with that crisis, right? Where it was like, did she love her children and her family? Yeah, but she missed her. Yeah. Losing your identity. She yeah. she lost her identity and she sort of lost, and she very much lost her purpose once she once she had a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then it was, you know, it was also that conversation of the husband sort of being like, Hey, this is what we signed up for. Like, how can you not love this? Yeah. Because I don't. Because yeah. I just don't. You can't force that on somebody. Right. So that I, I found their relationship really interesting, too. Yeah. And I, I wish know. I'd seen more of that. Yeah, because there's there's so much at stake there. You know, there is that conversation in the in the garage that they have, mm-hmm. you know, which was a powerful conversation. But it's there's no context to it, right? Like, so was she, you know, what were they like before this? You know, you got to see Toby and Rachel before this. Um, and you could just assume what, you know, uh, uh, Adam Brody's character was like. There's just the bro right. or whatever. But um, but their relationship was complex too, but you didn't have any context for it. So mm-hmm. I really wish you did. I'm sure in the book you, there probably is. Um, but uh, I would have loved to have a little more context to, like you said, like, to see them happier, to see, like, did she agree with this? Has she always been fighting against this? And he doesn't think that because 
from his point of view, he's like, what, what, what are you doing? Like, this isn't normal for you. So yeah. has she been playing along this whole time? And has she meant it or whatever? So it's a very, it, it mirrors what Rachel's going through. Uh, you know, it's similar. It's not obviously exact, but it's, it's the whole thing of like, you're in a situation where this isn't like what you wanted or what you thought you wanted, or there's other underlying things from your past that are affecting where you are in your life right now and dealing with it. But, but the stakes are higher because now you have kids and you have the family and you have a marriage and jobs and all mm. this sort of stuff, you know? So, um, she's obviously not as driven as Rachel, but, um, I don't think anybody is really <laughs> or yeah. should be. Um, but it was a really good show. It was a really good show. It snuck up it on me. It was great. Yeah. Just like Kindred. I just felt like, eh, yeah, this, and this is a show. I mean, I know it's based on a book, but it's the type of show that I'm so glad that it was made because it just shows that there is a market for strong character-driven shows. Yeah, you know, because there's no time travel or special effects or sci-fi or love triangles or whatever. It's just a story about. Well, <laughs> well yeah, I guess sort of, but the but the basis of the story is just about these friends and mm -hmm. what they're all going through essentially because the book this story is from Fleischman's perspective but written by Lizzie Kaplan's character so right, right. Um, which was a really interesting it's little interesting. Twist I'm not usually a big there. fan of voiceovers but I thought that it was it didn't it didn't necessarily add anything but it didn't annoy me because it was I thought it I thought it added to it honestly I don't. I, I, think, I thought I, it helped kind I don't of think it, set the tone. For yeah, like, but I don't think it. Like, if you took it out completely, the show would still be great. Yeah, but you, know you wouldn't I mean? know that because you wouldn't know that yeah, that know. you had that option. I I really like it. I liked, My, it. I liked, I liked it, it too. I'm not like saying that it shouldn't have been there, but I don't normally. I'm not usually yeah, I a big it. fan of those, but I yeah. don't, But I feel like it was, it was from such a um, interesting perspective, you know. Yeah. But that made me think more of how disconnected jesse eisenberg was from that character when you hear her talking about what he's going through and he's not mm -hmm. really portraying that so right. i don't know well there's that we really liked that show yeah. another show that we recommend um two for two two for two and uh not i mean so not necessarily to say so so let's let's bring it let's bring the joy down a notch because um we talked about not being very enthusiastic about watching Babylon. Um, I don't know why. I I also, um, I didn't look very far into it. So there were actors popping up that I was surprised by that I didn't know were in it. Yeah. Um, I, look. Okay. Damien. Yep. Is. 12. <laughs> <laughs> Damien created, was or directed and wrote one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, just yeah he's, there's no doubt he's a talented so, director. Um, I did see La La Land. I didn't love it, but it was one of the, like, I'm not, I'm very weird about musicals, especially musicals. Like if it's a straight musical, like Chicago, right? Where, I mean, yeah, there is, there are obviously narratives and then they break into song. I'd seen Chicago. So I guess it was a little different when the movie came out because I'd seen it, you know, so I knew what to expect. Mm -hmm. But like Moulin Rouge, like that's, that kind of stuff. I'm like, God help me. If it's not like, I don't know. I, there's lots of musicals that I do enjoy. Little Shop Horrors, Chicago, Grease, to name a few, were my favorites. Hamilton. For growing up, Hamilton. But that's not a narrative. Yeah. That was a play. That's not the same. What are you talking about? Um, so 
I I was like not with La La Land. I was like not rushing to see it. But when I saw it, I was like, oh, it was entertaining. It was entertaining, but it was not whiplash for me. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was well written and directed and all that fun stuff. Um, I I I covet that film so strongly mm-hmm. that I'm like, look, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch what he does. But it's it's almost it's like it's like freaking sixth sense with Shyamalan like I don't know that you can ever match yeah, that movie yeah. like it was so fucking good that I'm always like in whiplash mode when he makes things um, I don't think that it is possible for him to make a film that does that that does not have like a banging fucking soundtrack if nothing yeah. else he is brilliant with the music that he chooses and mm-hmm. i'm a big jazz fan so whiplash was really good yeah. for me and babylon i there's songs that i want from there yeah it was the 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 soundtrack was beautiful mm-hmm. loved it so good with the movie everything i mean editing where where he would pick up the pace with music and mm-hmm. so good so good um i really expected to dislike this movie and mm-hmm. i don't know why i thought i was gonna dislike it i didn't I did dislike too. it it was entertaining i just didn't love it i yeah. would never watch it again whereas like i've seen whiplash like probably 15 times yeah yeah for me this film but that's it it didn't feel like three hours right we went we went like oh it's three hours but i didn't feel like there was there was a lot that i I liked about this film and there was a lot that i did not like about the film Mm -hmm. um i feel like at the heart of it the there's an interesting story there um and i man uh so (laughs) I get that this film is about excess, right? The, the life of I was just about to excess get life and, mm-hmm. you know, all this sort of stuff. And the film really portrays that. And there's these really visually stunning moments and technically stunning choreography with camera moves and people and things going on, especially during this party that were so well done, but just... Completely unnecessary. Completely unnecessary, but if you want to, even if you, but I don't besmirch him for wanting to tell that story and include that because that's the thing. And it's like. But what was the story with that? No, that's, but that's the thing is I think if you chisel all of that stuff, I think you could take take this movie, make it an hour and a half and you have a good story. You know what I mean? I think there's just, I think the movie itself has so much excess as a point, as a part to make the point of access, you know, because the, you know, Brad Pitt, I didn't. I found myself not invested in any of the characters not at all. Not a single fucking one. I didn't care what happened to any of I didn't of these care people. about what happened to any Brad Pitt's um uh, spoiler alert, but Brad Pitt's suicide completely I didn't feel it was earned at all. Nope. Um and Margot Robbie's character See, Margot Robbie, I think she's a brilliant actor. She can cry when she needs to. She is raw and and explosive and all this sort of stuff, but I just feel like She's picking very similar roles a lot. Very similar roles. And um, I'd like to see... This was basically Wolf of Wall Street unhinged in the 20s. Yeah. It's, into the it's, 30s. It's, it's the same character. She sounds exactly the yeah. same. And, um, you know, it's like what would happen if Harley Quinn was an actor? You know, like, I don't basically. know. Um, but, basically. I, but that said, I do recognize there is... A, pure talent there i just wish that she would kind of anyway um yeah so i didn't she care is, about her character at all but... um you know um but but there were some really 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 well done sequences in there like the sequence when they're trying to get the shot of her oh god, my god was so good so good the whole um, thing though the war and everything like all of that yeah. whole... so 
for me, I felt like like all the movie stuff was, was so, so yeah. good <laughs> because um, we relate. We that's where we we're, we're it, interested. But I feel like that's when the sh- that's when the movie yes. was much more grounded. Absolutely, you know, and and I feel like if you trimmed away that access and gave more weight to the characters. I mean, there's an interesting story in there, right? Where you have, I mean, this is some of these are based on actual people that exist in, in you know, the silent film era and stuff. Well, so it's, loosely. it's the way the business works, and I appreciated yeah. that and but, everything. But, but I, I feel don't know. like, you know, having, like, you take Brad Pitt's character, and that arc is interesting, right? You have somebody who was killing it in the silent film era, and then when talkies came out, it, 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 you know, he, he struggled a lot, and then he, you know, he could have fallen into depression and wanted to kill himself. That's an interesting story in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Margot Rob- Robbie's character is interesting. You have this nobody who just wants to be a somebody, be, actually, you know, have talent because she's able to, that scene where they're, she's on the bar and she has to cry again mm-hmm. and cry more, cry at this point, one tear, blah, all that sort of stuff. Very interesting stuff. Um, and and seeing her character become like this laughing stock because she's always naked or you know mm. whatever not she's not naked but you know she's very whatever provocative provocative especially in that time and then come to terms with that and then you know that's very interesting uh, the uh, Manny was his mm-hmm. character's name his his story is interesting as well um, so I feel like all of these characters have and kudos for for another example i i'm not familiar with he does mostly like spanish television and film mm-hmm. uh series and stuff like that i'd never seen him before mm-hmm. it didn't matter yeah it didn't matter yeah. because the, the, it was a good character and yeah. and he did a good job so and i feel I, you like know. i feel like the bones were there for such a great movie but it just got mucked up, in my opinion yeah they just got mucked up with all this like the all the stuff with toby mcguire's character take it out <laughs> listen take it all out listen so okay. it was just like a different movie <laughs> okay it was this, like we're in a horror movie now it's this like was what the problem with this did not f- i i would be curious i appreciate this film for being made a hundred percent yeah but and I i'm hope curious he keeps making how this films came blah, about blah, blah. I, I know I that he if, was a producer on it right but i'm wondering like was this at the suggestion of someone else because it doesn't feel like one of his movies it's of of uh, the three right the main yeah. movies of whiplash it's like now we're in the film barbarian it feels like... the least like like damien's types of type of film yeah yeah for sure on 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 a music level no it was right up there i was like this is this is this is him 100 but, but i just feel like but there the was... film itself felt to me like somebody who wanted to make a david o russell movie set in the 20s yeah like it felt and and in fact that was part of that was part of my um my my reservation going in was that I thought this was gonna be more oh Russell esque with the with the uh, the cast. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh shit. And there were lots of recognizable faces, but not like to an O Russell level. So it was not distracting, I will say that. He had just enough yeah. you know, and then he did like quick cameos, but they they worked. Yeah. They worked. It wasn't in excess and so I kind of I that that's on me. I really thought like oh it was going to be really really excessive. For me, the first twenty minutes of this move of uh, this film was like a masterclass in overstaging and excess. Yeah. For in in exchange for substance, which is very unlike him, and that's yeah. why I was kind of surprised. My issue isn't with the excess. Uh, since there's plenty of films that are that that have excess, you know, you think of like Fight Club and, yeah, sure. and you know a Tarantino movies, right? They're just excess upon excess, but there's a way to do that. Yeah, but it serves the story. 
Exact, exactly. There's plenty of films that I enjoy that do that, um, that are exploitive and fast paced and all that shit. Um, but yeah, the, the first scenes... 30 minutes of this thing is just like, let's go. We got, we got animals shitting yeah, on people. We got scenes... girls pissing on people. We got, <laughs> like, we're, we're, there's like 50 boobies. It's like, let's just go. It's so fast. <laughs> boobies. <laughs> 50, maybe 100 boobies. I don't know. I lost count. Um, uh, so fornication <laughs> it's all there are you all right yeah okay um for me the scenes that tried the hardest fell the hardest yeah and that yep. was a problem so toby mcguire's entire scene tried the hardest fell through the damn it went through the equator. I'd never seen the something equator. fall so hard. Okay. Yeah. And the entire opening scene, not the opening scene. The opening scene was actually interesting. I was like, oh, yeah. whoa. Well, like, oh, yeah. wait. I was like, okay. First so of obviously. All, there's no Model T in the world that could haul <laughs> an elephant. There's but not. It's fine. There isn't. I'll suspend my disbelief. Exactly. Well, you know, we're here for fantastical movie time. So, like, let's just do that and, and that's okay. Um, but, you know, as gross as it was, and I'm certainly no stranger to liking gross stuff, but like. Hello. <laughs> But, um, uh, like it was clever, right? Like, oh, well, how do we make this elephant lighter? Hey, you know, like, and so I was like, oh, okay, I get it. That's gross or whatever. Once we got to the house, it was like, how was any of the, so here's what I found, um, that was going like, say so the this the stage work right once we got past that like you said once we started getting to them doing the multiple stage yeah uh, that was a great amazing sequence yeah so they they were doing silent like a multi-stage like a silent multi-stage set Mm -hmm. um that was a great example of entertaining chaos it was yeah. chaos nonstop, but it was filmed and edited and written in a way that just worked. Yeah, it was the fast editing paced. in this film yeah. was really well Editing done. was really good. I really wish that he had focused on the storytelling as much as he had focused uh, uh, with as much detail as he had focused on like the debauchery, if you will, yeah. right? Because it was like, oh, look, there's boobies and orgies and all kinds of water play and death and stuff. And it's like, this, this has... It so it doesn't serve the story. It didn't serve the story, but we're all also, for, we're, look, we're all for waterboarding and fornicating. <laughs> but I mean, can it serve the story, please? <laughs> I felt like the opening scene was good. The opening scene was good, but then it was immediately deflated by like kind yeah. of the directionless excess because yeah. the the ex it was excess, but there was no direction to it. There wasn't any direction to it, but within and also, within the confines of the the chaos, I thought technically it was well done. Watching yes. how the cameras moved, yes. and you had it like the 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 logistics of those sequences alone must have been like Fun, yes on another level of having to come up with that and and choreograph it mm-hmm. and figure it out like but it's completely unnecessary. It's completely unnecessary. And also, flee. Yeah, that I didn't really. What it? This is like when RZA shows up in things. Yeah. Like flee. I don't. Come on. Uh, anyway, I just <laughs> so one of the issues I had a couple issues. One of the issues for me was something like the accents yeah. made no sense sometimes. Like they went in and out and then they kind of didn't match the time. It, mm-hmm. it was really weird. It was like, I was like, are we supposed to be, I know this isn't like, you know, an autobiography over here, but 
you know, we're talking about Hollywood, yet nobody really sounded Hollywood. Everybody yeah. had like, I, and I realized well, that the, the things thing were put. Is, I, I don't is, know. It was it had a very modern kind of uh, sensibility. Yes, very it. much so. But but it, the characters kind of felt but that, I, displaced. Yeah. Um, and so I found like especially in the party scene that he had like he had the um. He had the actors walk through the excess, but not engage it. Right. Right. It, it, and that's literally well, what was happening. Robbie's character does uh, uh, when we hit the party of, the second time after. Sort of. But she's also like her connections, no, time, her so. connections with people are split seconds. Right. When in the choreography of the dancing and all that stuff. But she doesn't actually really connect with anybody. And neither right. does Brad Pitt. He literally had to walk through the excess and then sit down, and then he leaves it because there's like, oh, this girl's dead. Yeah. Then we're gonna fight. But there was never an engagement because it had nothing. To, one thing had nothing to do with the other. Yeah. Nothing at all. It was two completely different movies. That crazy opening scene didn't even match Toby Maguire's scene. Those were two yeah. completely different fucking worlds. And I was like, what Hollywood snuff film? Are we in right now? And what is he taking? Because he looks like he died 14 years ago. Yeah. And was maybe being ca no kept alive. <laughs> like, I was like, what the hell is going on? It was the most, I think, probably one of the most displaced scenes yeah. I have ever seen you were in like, a Jesus movie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I could. Yeah. And like, listen. I forgot. I knew, I knew I he was in this and I totally forgot. Shit. And then I was like. Also, really... Tobey Maguire's another one. Tobey Maguire gives me Tobey Maguire with the exception of Brothers. Was it Brothers? Brothers? Was that the name of the movie? Some... Yeah, he was my great brothers. In that. I mean, brothers I always have a soft spot in my heart I for him know because you of Spider-Man, but um... But that's it. It was it's Peter Parker. It's always Peter yeah. Parker. Like he doesn't I, I don't know. Like he can do He doesn't work a lot. So... He does. Yeah, but he, he doesn't. I'm curious but... as to why. Like, is he a jerk? Does he not? want to work a lot i don't know i've seen like like videos of him when paparazzi yeah since <laughs> seemed like a very yeah. he's very he seems very eisenberg probably worse than eisenberg to me i don't yeah, know he definitely doesn't um, like the paparazzi he does not look like a very friendly person um so that that whole silent that whole silent film that like once that got introduced and getting her to you know when you start to realize that she isn't just a beautiful face like that she can actually act and she's good at this was very very interesting and the director for that the woman who was uh directing that scene like her character was really That's good Damien Chazelle's wife by the way oh is it yeah yep. interesting I didn't uh, know that yeah she did so well I really like does she do has she been in a lot of stuff yeah I think so her I mean, face looked kind of familiar, but I didn't familiar. know that's why. why. I, that's why I looked her up and I was like, "What do I know her oh. from?" And then I couldn't find her at first, and then I was like, "And then it was like his wife." I was like, "Oh, oh interesting." That was really. But she that, was in La La Land. She's been in all the stuff. That was really. It, I don't know. I really I liked. I liked that scene. Uh, the that whole sequence. I thought that was really good. And then having to pick the camera up and and the light losing light and them yeah. getting that scene. Like, and, that's why I said all the movie stuff was so well done, but like. At, when the director was like, get him, I'll I kill you. you. you know, Sorry, remember I, what he like, I love you. I don't know you. Get, get out of my light. I'll kill you. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, 
we totally understood. Like and that, that made that, so much that sense. One, the Wolf of Wall Street guy when he was just they were just yeah. trying to get that. Damn oh my shot god, I was just about to get into was that. Just yeah. getting more and more and, uh, crazy, and I thought it his he, it was just so hysterical with the with the sound so... guy and stuff. And then you know it's 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 always so curious to watch these, these things and think, my god, yeah, there was a time right because there weren't handheld boom mics. Mm-hmm. Or boom poles, rather. Mm-hmm. You had to go... Boom pole, uh, boom mics actually invented by a woman, by the way. Oh, look at you. Woke. <laughs> because the... Because, uh, 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 you know, I, I, when I watch a film, I like to go through the IMDb and look uh-huh. at all the... the trivias. Trivias. Mm-hmm. One of the trivias was that Damien Chazelle's wife, the, that act, the director, was based on uh, one of the first female directors who... I forgot her name. Forgive me. Um, but who... The character she was based on was one of the first female directors who invented the boom mic. Interesting. Because she wanted, and so I thought that that thing with the boom mic and her not being in the place was kind of like. Mm. A, then I thought back and I was like, oh, it's kind of like an interesting way, because they, there was like a problem. Like homage, yeah. Bit. yeah. That sort well, of, I mean, what I found crazy about it was like, you know, we didn't think at the time that there wasn't just a boom pole that somebody was standing out of frame for that you had to run up two stories up and down to you know and then it's like hey can we move this and it's like sure we have you i'm gonna need 30 minutes for me to have to take this whole rig down and move it two inches to the right you know like that whole thing was really interesting um and then also the poor bastard inside of the booth oh my god but the fact that if you're too loud you could actually blow a physical piece Uh, of hardware like a transistor like it would blow like a circuit so interesting so crazy i mean then you know this was 20s and 30s uh, well the 30s at this point um you know, it it beautifully written and directed in that scene also was the fact that we were laughing at how hot that room was. And we're like, look at this poor bastard just sweating. And at no point are we like, wait, he could he could overheat in there and yeah. does. Um, and then you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, and then what did we say immediately after? Was he rolling, though? Because yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm thinking, can you imagine you after all of that, did he even get the shot? Yeah. Uh, which is horrible, but I'd imagine was part of... Uh, you know, part of the thought process process back then. Um, everyone constantly walking in despite the red light being on. Mm-hmm. Um, the and, guy and doing that. I mean, I, I, I was he I producer, right? The Wolf of Wall Street guy was yeah. one of the producers. And you know, I didn't, wasn't keeping track, but she must have done that scene in the show twenty times, but it never felt boring or repetitive. But it was always the same problem over right. and over again. But it was, it, but it, but he kept it interesting and he kept mm-hmm. it going. And yeah, yeah. I think overall, like, the film was exorbitant for the sake of being exorbitant, which aside from a split moment at the end in Pitt's, like, kind of pining, Mm -hmm. seemed to hold zero weight to the rest of the film. Like, it was just, like, whatever. Um, There was no real structure also. Like, it didn't feel like a first, second, and third act. It was, like, all over the place. Like, they could have shifted the editing around and it would have made no difference in in the timeline, I guess. Like, it was just, like, nothing seems to matter. Um, and that, I, I that was a little weird for, for me. Sure. Um, but it's, it's not... it, I respect that they did it, but it didn't it didn't aid it didn't, the, aid, it didn't yeah. aid the story at all because I it, it, I think it was why I was never invested because mm-hmm. we were just kind of jumping around in this weird way. You never really sat with anybody long enough. Yeah, and I didn't. And for a three hour movie to not feel invested in characters, not, at least like... at least one. Yeah, I didn't feel invested in any of them, and I think that it was because there was so much going on so quickly that you didn't have time to yeah. really sit with anyone and also he only gave one dimension to every character right yeah the the interesting thing that um so people... then when, when he goes to the the, the thought well, i mean here you go ahead I'll... no go ahead i'll say the interesting thing is that 
when you're dealing with a longer film like this, and, mm-hmm. and then you know you have this this great moment at the end where he goes and visits. Oh, I used to work here, and it's so interesting to think, right? Like he was this producer there. He made movies. He was sort of powerful right. at one point, right. and now he's just this guy from New York. And he goes up to the lot, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I used to work here," and blah blah. And it's like, and then he goes to not the, just work there, like. I helped create this. Yeah, he yeah. was a studio executive. And 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 then, you know, his wife goes and does something. I don't even know. Then he goes to the movies and pops in and, like, ha- you know, has this moment because what's happening on screen is reminiscent of mm-hmm. the kind of relationship, the things that he has been. I don't know. It just it, – that part should have really hit. Yeah. You know, because, um, you know, we're flashing back to some of the – bigger moments in his life and, and this sort of thing but it just it kind it of totally fell, fell flat. flat yeah you it know didn't and really that should have us... been like a really that should have been a, especially for me who's who i automatically am emotionally invested in stuff that looks back on things mm-hmm. you know um in in a, in, a, in a loving way i don't know why because i don't really look back at my life in a loving way i always <laughs> think well not that i hate it but i always i'm, I'm not one to, i'm not one to get stuck in the past right you know yeah. what i mean that sort of thing but when I but maybe that's why it affects me when I see it on film. But that that could have been such a powerful moment, but it just all it all I fell so flat. Know. And I would have loved to have known the call, being like, "Listen, uh, Mr. James Cameron, um, <laughs> can I borrow some footage, please?" <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you can have T2, but you have to put Avatar in there Yeah, as well. you have to put Avatar in there. That's the fucking rule. Um, I wish I was there for that I, call. I want to know if, because, you know, they, they had talked about using the fake tears for her and her not needing them. And that was yeah. the whole thing, right? Like, because at the end, his tears, Manny's tears, did not move oh, from yeah. that section of his face. And I'm like, was this intentional? Was this supposed to be like kind of a little bit of a jab? Because yeah. it was part of why I didn't. I wasn't invested in the emotion of it. I was like, why are his tears not moving? They're mm-hmm. just plastered on his cheeks like that. And then he's just like making his face look like it's crying. Yeah. But it's not. It, it was It was kind of like, yeah, I felt like that moment was supposed to be really uh, impactful. And it just wasn't. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, I was never bored. Even in the moments no. where I was going, what in the actual McGuire is going <laughs> on here? I was still like, okay. Let's get to the next part. I never was just like, yeah. Ugh, you know, it was entertaining. It was it was a very yeah. entertaining movie. It definitely I was like marketing... three or four movies in one. This was yes, definitely it was an definitely... example of him. Like he did Whiplash. He did La La Land. He's a he, he won an Academy Award. Yeah, this is totally a blank check movie where they're just. Where I, he's that's like... why I'm saying that's what I that's what I'm wondering. Like how much like but how much of that was actually his his doing or was there influence like here look we're gonna give you this amount and just fucking go crazy we need a film that is excessive there's a pandemic you know what I mean? yeah. like i don't know because i mean this came out last year or whatever so yeah i mean it, yeah it just it didn't really fit him i didn't dislike it i thought it was still entertaining but it didn't really fit him it wasn't my favorite of his um, but like I said, I was never bored. It just felt like three different movies yeah. all sort of Frankenstein together into one. Mm-hmm. And there was no like flow. Um, so that was weird. Um, and like I said, just like the the whole Tobey Maguire thing was the most bizarre. I have like I've never been pulled. Yeah. I have never been pulled left so fast out of I, I was just yeeted out of that movie in that moment. I was like, What? Like when when they went to meet him because of the gambling debt, I'm like, okay, okay, 
All right. Also, I don't know anybody in the world who would find Tobey Maguire scary threatening, or threatening yeah. in any way. I thought that was such a, the, the what's his face, the guy who plays his bodyguard. Ethan I thought, Sepley. yeah, you know, and why the spitting? Yeah, I hate that. Listen, you are a a chronic throat clearer, hawking phlegm spitter, and it every time I hear it, my fucking spine tingles. I hate it, and yeah. that dude kept spitting was making I me don't crazy. Know if it's my sinuses or what? I don't know. Um, then that's like there's an alligator. Yeah. Uh, they're in a sex club. There's a guy who's deformed. Yeah, and they people are going, eating they, they rats. Were like I'm like going what down the, the thing, fuck? and there's like just some random person shackled up. I'm like, <laughs> does this person? Are they always there? Does someone come by and feed them? Like, what is? When was the last time this person saw? I'm a position? thinking about this this scenario logistically now. For some weird reason, I'm just like, are these people just always here? And he doesn't even know what's going on half the time. I don't know. I have to say one of the main things that uh, I just con- I consistently thought throughout the entire film from that scene and the party scene was the smells. Yeah. The B.O. that must have been lingering and just overpowering the senses at that moment, yeah. especially in the dungeon. I just I absolutely there's that that whole thing was just a and no i don't know for what me. that guy was thinking like let me just get some fake prop money like yeah that'll, did you that'll re- work that was your plan yeah especially <laughs> back then when it probably didn't look nearly as good no you know? i can't imagine it looked even close to i it was just so weird to me um one thing that i did really enjoy also uh that i'll add was now i know like th- we didn't feel that that pit suicide was warranted um, well, I don't know. It, it, I'm not gonna say I don't feel it was warranted, but it wasn't earned. Oh, that's right. Okay, I'm sorry. That's what you said. It wasn't earned. But something that I think might have been missed was that maybe it's just me. Maybe I was thinking too deep about it. Right. So when he gets the call that uh, the, I forget the child actor's name that played his producer or whatever he was to him. Um, he gets the call that he finally kills himself because he'd been threatening to do this through the entire film, it seemed. Um, his response was not actually sorrow and mourning. The first thing that he says was, he was the first person who believed in me. I'm not right, saying right. that verbatim, right? It was about him yeah. in that moment that he had lost somebody that was good for his ego, not so much that he was sad that he had lost this person, that this person had killed themselves, um, which then I felt was a connection to the scene where he was being laughed at, that his performance was being mm-hmm. laughed at, because in that moment he was having to show genuine sincerity, and I don't think he'd ever done that in his life. Mm. So when he had to, in a talkie, convince an audience that he loved somebody, it didn't sound genuine because he didn't actually love anybody as much as he'd loved himself. Yeah. So there were moments that were kind of deep in there that maybe yeah. could have been lost that people were just like, oh, he got laughed at because, you know, he was a has-been. It's like, no, there was more to it. It was right. that when there was not audio, he was able to convincingly play a role. The, the issue wasn't that talkies took him out of film. It was that he didn't have the passion mm-hmm. as a human being, not as an actor. He didn't have enough passion as a human being for other people to convincingly yeah. play a character that loved another person. Right. And that that was what was so funny well, that about it. That was the it. thing about his character is like, I don't, when, when he killed him, 
the idea is, and maybe I read it wrong, but the idea to me was that he killed himself because his career was over and he's no good without his career, right? right? He's the whole thing. But at no point did I feel like he cared about what he did at all. So why is losing that such a big deal? He cared about his ego. He cared about being relevant. He didn't care about acting. Sort acting of, but meant even nothing that, to like, him. to me, was just kind of like I didn't even feel like he really he cared li- about I anything. I feel like he liked he liked the chaos and the excess. That is what he. I mean, he was the one who was in charge of all that shit in that party, right? That was his. Yeah. That that was all his doing, right? So when he lost that, he didn't have any chaos. I mean, the man was married what four times? I think he went through four wives in that movie. Yeah. Uh, something like you yeah. know what I mean. So he obviously was. I mean, the 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 uh, the Hungarian wife. I think she was Hungarian. Um, he married her just off looking at her. Right. He was like, oh, go send her uh, yeah. two dozen roses every day until week. And then he married her, and then she wound up shooting him, and it was crazy. But it, or at least it had nothing. Well, his arm was in a sling, so she oh, she hit him. Um, but like, it just you know he he could not connect with anyone. Yeah. And and so there there were like really brilliantly written moments in that. It's not that the characters didn't have they had potential. It's just the way it was edited. It didn't make for yeah. any time for you to actually invest yeah. emotionally in anybody. I think he could have done that with yeah. Brad, Brad, definitely Brad Pitt, definitely Brad, Brad, Brad Pitt, he, he, and definitely Margot Robbie. But it was a lost opportunity because he was filling so much debauchery in the yeah. middle that we were like, yeah, "Can you just get to the story, please? Yeah. Focus on the story." Yeah, Brad Pitt gives this speech to his third wife, maybe that it was the it was the the theater one mm-hmm. about how what he does matters and what people see on the screen matters and how if a hundred thousand people see her, it's a hit. If a hundred thousand people see me, it's a flop. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was an interesting thing that and that was showing a little bit of like, I love what I do, but that was only after he had heard news about the death, right? You know, so like, it's it it didn't feel like it came out of a genuine thing like but if you notice prior to that she was trying to help him bring a more genuine yeah uh performance in in how he was delivering his lines and he was annoyed by it yeah well that's what happens when women try to correct men yeah I, i'm like he's he's going to say something stupid because yeah. there's there's a gene in you that yeah but that it's it's yeah makes it impossible it's yeah, I don't know. I didn't. That's the thing. He like, loved I didn't to know be loved, deal. but he didn't care if he was talented. He just loved that he was loved, and when he was no longer loved, it didn't matter. Nothing mattered to him because they they mentioned like eight million times that he was the highest grossing actor because he would command the biggest paycheck, regardless of how well his movies did. So I don't. I don't know. Right, but that, that's the thing. Is like. I don't know, like like Margot Robbie's character made, she was able to make a whole career just off of what she was able to give on camera in a silent film, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Where you didn't have to be an amazing actor, but you still, like you have to, you're more acting with your face because you're not using your voice really. Um, and she was so good, you know, that that uh, that she was able to sort of break out. But yeah, like I, I, I really, I would love for her to not be Harley Quinn. Yeah. In something I feel like Like we get it. You're good at this. Now let's see. Yeah, but it's like, um, I don't know. Like I say this with like if I if I ever got to work with Margot Robbie, like I say this like Yeah. No, she's brilliant. She's fucking amazing. But I feel like she got typecast in this country, right? Where they were like they're giving her like one dialect coach and she's just sticking to this thing right over here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's just this girl all the time. And it's like, okay, but can you not sound like a, like a, a, a 1930s, like street walker or something? <laughs> like 
it's just it's always it has the same she had like the jersey girl thing sound and thing yeah. and wolf of wall street and you know and it works like i get it because they're you know that that mm-hmm. was part of the character but then like harley quinn came out who sounds all kinds of new york and then it was like okay but it's harley can we get it okay and then this character came out which was basically the same thing it was the same yeah character so i would love to we've seen her in other things so i know she can do other things and she's good in other things it's just i wish they would stop requesting this of her yeah <laughs> can we please can just, we please stop doing need, this to this woman like, i don't know i i they i feel like someone like margot robbie brad pitt's another good example of like these people that just get to this level and they just do these big budget movies that aren't marvel movies like when was the last time and, brad pitt didn't play brad pitt Right, it's been and that's so the thing long. is like you put Margot Robbie or Brad Pitt or any of these people like in just a, an indie film that costs three hundred thousand dollars. Like they're not going to take that. You know what I mean? Like Perfect. even if all of that three hundred thousand dollars was their fucking fee, <laughs> um, that is not even close the to their fee. That's the but problem. That's, but that's the thing, right? That's is, their is day like, rate. <laughs> is like, and that's the part that I don't get. Like we all want to make a lot of money, right? Well, there's the, the thing, irony, right? Like, there's no world in which. Brad Pitt or Margot Robbie can stop acting right now and be set for the rest of their life. They're they're set. So for them to take a film based strictly on the role is But I don't there's know. the irony with Brad Pitt's character and Brad Pitt. Yeah. Does he really care about acting anymore? Yeah. Or is it just like maintaining your finances at that point like yeah. all right i got i need to i need to make at least 20 kids. mil this year yeah. so uh i'm i'm gonna let's just fucking do this i don't have to invest very much as in in terms yeah. of character development i basically pay, play me i mean brad pitt's somebody that already has an incredibly distinctive voice we talked about this before when i was saying how his character in true romance was like one of my favorite even though it was yeah. so small you know he can play characters he's a great actor it's just i haven't seen him actually put effort into a role in a very long time yeah. very long time and i don't think that he's passionate about acting like he used to be and you know what sometimes that shit happens he's made a lot of movies yeah maybe he's just over it and that's okay <laughs> you yeah. know i you know it is what it is it's just it just sucks when you're like when when the the whole um the whole focus on on the marketability of a movie is on the star and you're like that star is not even going to give them 100% that's so ironic that it's just their name that's bringing people in because Mm -hmm. the performance is going to be like whatever you know we've seen you do this a hundred times yeah yeah it was it was it was a weird cast some of them were I was like oh okay like Samara Weaving love her I love her I think I would love to see her in more shit she's really good she had a very small part Mm -hmm. um but she was really good. I like her. She's Australian too, right? Yeah, I think she's Aussie. I don't think she's Kiwi. I think she's Aussie. Mm. Um, but like she was really good, you know? I was like, oh, you know, like that was like a pleasant surprise. And I thought that was fun. But um, yeah, I Did just... Did you know, this is another thing I read, um, that Margot Robbie's character was actually supposed to be played by Emma Stone. I don't see that at all. She got cast and then she had to... Uh, back out because of scheduling stuff because this movie was delayed because of COVID. But she was originally supposed to be in that part. I don't see how I mean he worked with her in La La Land, La La Land so but yeah. she's very she's and then very ironically pure, so I don't know And then ironically you <laughs> could see that. In Birdman, Margot Robbie lost that role too. Oh that's funny. Um Emma Stone. So. That's funny. I don't know that I could see Emma Stone playing a character like no, that. No, I think this this part was kind of tailor made for 
Margot Robbie, or she just owned it that much that it was like I couldn't picture anyone else in it. I could picture someone else in it, honestly. I I, I think she's capable of way more than the the role asked of her. It's just I think that you need somebody that's kind of like very hypersexual. And Emma Mm. Stone is very like America's sweetheart kind of. So it's if she maybe she would have pulled it off. That would have been interesting to see. I don't know. It's just like at at face value. It's like Emma Stone. I can't see her playing such a, you know, kind of like over-the-top, hypersexualized person. That mm-hmm. seems kind of like... But that's acting, right? I mean, yeah. maybe she would have done it. Who knows? Anyhow, it's been an hour and a half of that. Um, <laughs> well, it was three things. And, yeah. and so ultimately, I guess Babylon, you know, I didn't have really much hope for it. I didn't go in thinking that I was going to like it very much. But it was an entertaining movie. I'm glad I watched it. Yeah, um, uh, I am too. And, you know, I, I hope he got a nice fucking fat paycheck for it. I think he's a great filmmaker. I'd like to see what else he does. Uh, it's yeah. just for me, it's like Whip, Whiplash is in my top 10 favorite like films ever. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's that's a tough one for me like that. We watched that movie in the theater and there are very few movies that I like I've been in a theater and that, you know, you see it like you see it in movies, right, where they show a character sitting down and there's like this epiphany that they have. And that's what starts their film career because they're in a movie theater yeah, looking. Yeah. Up. That's how I was with Whiplash. That movie just I was invested in every second of that movie mm-hmm. and the performances were crazy. And I just I loved that it was like at that time, Miles Teller wasn't that big of an actor. No. This was a short film that he had done that got picked up and, and then uh, adapted into a, a feature um between the music and the performance i mean that fucking film was just the best for me and so yeah. it's hard to, like i could never really like fairly watch some, like watch something he does and like fairly judge it because i'm yeah. always like it's no whiplash yeah. and i have to kind of be like sashia it's whiplash nothing is, will ever, be, nothing will ever yeah. be whiplash you have to let that go um but that's that that's why I, it's kind of it's a little bit of a inner yeah. turmoil there when I when I watch this. So, things. you know, usually we mention we may mention I have I haven't talked wow. to you about this prior oh, to this. No. <laughs> but usually we we sort of mention like, oh, next week we're gonna watch this. So I I'm Oh, I had stuff I wanted to watch next week. What are we watching? I was gonna ask you live <laughs> on the air if you wanted to go see sixty five next week in the theater yeah in the theater i really don't no okay that's fair enough can we not stream that no no it's theaters only oh i thought it'd be a fun thing to see in the theaters i mean it i don't like to go by reviews but i mean it's not done well so far yeah um because I was interested in that, and 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 I'm not going to say I'm not interested because the reviews that means nothing. Lots of films I love didn't do well in reviews, but I've not heard very good things. Mm. Oh, you want to go see that in the theater? Yeah, I know we have plans. That doesn't. Weekend, I feel. I don't know why like that a doesn't Saturday morning kind feel of thing. like a movie that there's much to talk about. Yeah. All right, we'll see what happens. Um, join us next week. I could be wrong. It just oh. uh, shout out. Tomograph. Tomograph. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be one of those like, yep, there were dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but um, all right. Like, I just feel I have. This you think fe- there's going to be like massive I, character development in no, that no, movie? No, no, not at all. But I have this feeling mm. that there's going to be some kind of twist or something. And I just don't want it to get spoiled for me if there is one. That's honestly uh, my big thing. You honestly think that that movie is going to get spoiled? I don't know. Yeah, I do. But 
I'm all over the internet, you know what I mean? I go in the dark corners. But we'll see what happens. Prevert. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. I've, I'm like, I want to see that, but I did not in a million years think that that was like movie theater hmm. kind of. I mean, I can see it because it's a popcorn movie. Yeah. I understand that. But like spoiler wise, I wasn't like, oh my God, we should see this before the whole thing gets spoiled. You know, that movie about Adam Driver and a fucking dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Like, yeah. what's. And you could say that about anything. Yeah. Any movie can get spoiled. I suppose. Now this is where our listeners go. Let's see who wears the real pants in this relationship next week. If they're reviewing that movie, he got his way. Well, or I'm not dying on the she hill. She was like, sir. I'm not dying on that no. hill. And I know we have dinner guests and stuff next week too, but. We do. We also have a play next week. Yeah, we have a play. We have a bit of a busy weekend, so. So we'll see. All right. That was, that was, I, thank you for, thank you for like being a teenager and then like bringing that up in front of our grandparents <laughs> yeah. so that they could be like, come on, let him go. Well, like I said, I'm not like, nice. if it was something I really wanted to see, we'd go because I'd be like, we're going. If it was a Marvel movie hey, that I wanted to hey, see, hey, we'd we're go. going. Yeah. That's what you'd say. Yeah. That's how you say it. We're going. <laughs> we're, we're going. going. You're going to go. Put your shoes on. We're going. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Okay. And maybe, I don't know what we'll be talking about. We'll see yeah. who gets their way. Yep. Bye. Bye.